At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let's get ready to rumble! Man, we got to get ourselves a new intro. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? I'm Spencer. There's AB. We got a big show today. I mean, it's Friday, right? It's, it's going to be like a, a, a casual. It's like Friday casual show, right, man? Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, this it'll be a fun <laughs> casual show. Um, at 1230, we will be joined by John Ehrlichman. You may have seen him on Twitter. He's got a big Twitter following, about 200,000 followers. Been on, um, you know, basically every big you know, Bloomberg, Fortune, ABC, you name it. We're going to have him on, talk about what he's been watching, anything on his radar. Um, and then at 1 p.m., we will have Tony Benson on from Wealth Builders HQ. And after that, at 1.30, kind of an interesting guest, Spencer, we've got Evan Mendoza, Ooh, um, who is a minor league baseball player for the St. Louis Cardinals, my St. Louis Cardinals, um, who also has his own NFT project. He's very... Uh, you know, into the whole crypto NFT space. We're going to talk to Evan okay. about that. When, uh, when you said minor, I thought you were going to say like he was like a minor of cryptocurrencies. He thought, might be. I thought that's where you're he going with be. that. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see him in the big leagues next year and be like, oh, hey, we we talked to that guy. We had him on our show. Tuesday all day. Tuesday is going to be a, uh, a weird day for us because we're going to have the FinTech Awards. Luke and Jason are going to be your MCs throughout the day. I'll be on as, uh, as well. Uh, once or twice, we'll have a few, a few, a bunch of people from the from the company are going to be making some guest appearances. But Luke and Jason are your MCs Tuesday. They're going to be live from New York, doing the show, virtual show, but they'll be in New York. And then we're doing an after party. And if you're in New York and you want to go to the after party, go to BenzingaFintechAwards.com to find out how you can do that. But Benzinga FinTech Awards, it is, it is our premier event. It is the first event we ever did. Uh, it's our flagship. It's the day where we celebrate all the innovation happening in the space, and we're very excited for that. So that'll be Tuesday. Don't forget about that. Um, okay. we uh, uh, A great point was made in the chat that in the intro. This is funny. Great, great catch from Peloton uh, up. Yeah. I noticed that as great, well. Great, great catch from ScarJo. Today's a great day for that. But before we get to all that, I want to just do a crypto update first. AB, can you please bring up the heat map on the screen so we can do a crypto update. We'll get, we'll, we'll do that real quick. And then we will go into the, the real, the real questions of the day, right? It's we're talking Peloton. We're talking pen. Do we buy the dip? Do we not questions, answers? I don't know. There's the heat map. Let's do a crypto update brought to you. by. All right, things have changed since the last time we did this. ETH is now in the green, barely, but in the green. There, it seems like there was far more red than there was uh, the uh, last time we did this a couple hours ago. Bitcoin still barely in the red. Uh, Solano down one percent. Binance Coin up even more now. It was up eight percent two hours ago. It's up ten ten and a half percent now. Uh, Solano, eh, whatever. Cardano, eh, kind of quiet. 
the meme coins uh, all doing okay. Sheeb, Doge, looking strong. Uh, this is the part where I tell you that our crypto show, Moon or Bust, will be live at 2 p.m. at the conclusion of this show. And it's also the part where I tell you that you can get some free Bitcoin. All you have to do is download the Voyager app, right? You, you go to your phone. You got your phone up on the screen, right? You do the phone thing, right? You go to the phone. You go to the app store. You download Voyager. You, you use the code Zing, Z-I-N-G. You deposit uh, $100 and you make your first trade. And then they will give you some free Bitcoin. Who doesn't love free Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know my buddy Luke here just bought some Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't know if he wants us talking about that. Yeah, screw it. He's not here. Yeah, Luke went and bought himself some Bitcoin. And uh, good for him, man. Yeah. Good for I him. mean, I got to get back into it. I'm going to buy some Ethereum here. I've just been waiting for a good time to do it. But I, I don't know what it'll Dude, be. There's a good no time. time like the present. I know, right? Um, all right, Spencer. Well, let's talk some news real quick. So okay. um, some big headlines that you mentioned. Peloton mm. down bigly after earnings uh last night so the stock is currently down around 33 percent around 34 percent actually um so essentially some of the big takeaways from the company's earnings yesterday um something that stuck out to investors was inventory so everyone's been talking about uh the supply chain crisis everyone's having trouble getting enough parts for their products etc well not peloton peloton's inventory was up about 200% from its previous quarter. Not a good sign, um, considering they have essentially warehouses full of bikes in the midst of this supply chain crisis. Um, if you recall the earnings report from the quarter prior, Peloton announced that it was lowering its price point on its basic bike model, which is typically not something companies do if their products are just flying off the shelves is lower the prices um so you know back to back not great earnings or guidance for peloton um and yeah i i'm wondering if we have any buy the dippers out there let us know in the chat if you're considering if you've already bought the dip please let us know i know i am not i do not like this stock whatsoever i didn't like it at 100 i don't like it at 56 i wouldn't even like it at 40 right now um, you know what's crazy is you, it's almost hard to see the candle today because the volume bar is so high and the candle is so low. I almost missed it. We're all the way down here, everyone. Forget all this up there. Forget all that. We're all the way down here. At, uh, James in the chat is saying our, our guests pick yesterday in Seagulls looking nice today. Shout out Matt Kolb. I don't know where he is or what Matt he's Kolb! doing. Where in the world is Matt Kolb? That's going to be a new segment because he could be anywhere. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and Seago is his 5G play. So just before we wrap up on Peloton, here's yep. my, uh, I guess, bear case on this stock is so we had the stock take off during COVID and that's from a few different reasons, right? I mean, the overall market took off yes. during COVID people were home buying stocks. Um, so a lot of stocks just skyrocketed during COVID Peloton was one of them. Um, of course the whole workout from home. Uh, like the work from home trade worked out during COVID. Well, now it worked out. I see what you did there. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. So now people are able to get back in the gym. They're able to, um, you know, they're not confined to their own house and being able to work out in their own house. I remember during the peak of COVID going to, you know, a, a Dick Sporting Goods and looking for some, you know, like dumbbell stuff to work out. Everything was sold out. Everyone was just buying all the workout equipment they could for their house 
Um, but now, so say a Peloton's what? 50, 60, I don't know how much it is. 50, 60 bucks a month if you want to pay it off monthly. Why not spend that money on a gym membership where you have stationary bikes, squat or, racks, and a million other things. And Pelotons and, at, yeah, at, I mean, at the gym. Pelotons do have a lot of, of you know B2B sales as well to gyms, to apartment buildings, uh, et cetera. So the fact that you can essentially spend the same amount of money that you would on a Peloton at a gym membership where you would get all these other things. Um, and I think people are eager to get out of the house too. So I'm not going to be a buyer at this stock. I don't think at any price. Um, so, so sure, we will surely see. there is a price. There is a price. Like, you offered like, it to me at ten dollars a share right now. All right, well, it. wait. Where did it open at? It, 20, o- yeah. it opened at twenty-seven. I'd be interested at twenty-seven, but we're at fifty-six right now, so I don't know. Um, I remember years ago. This is pre-IPO. This is like twenty eighteen. I remember we had someone in the office, and Jason was talking to them, and I happened to walk by the conversation. And they were talking about Peloton, right? And um jason was like no no you don't understand you don't understand it's a content play it's a con and i went okay i rolled my eyes all right raz whatever uh well that that bullishness worked out for you know the first year and a half that that this company more than that actually uh because it's ipo'd in uh 20 2019 september and um yeah we'll call it a year and a half worked out for a year and a half now but it's been tough sledding in the last few months obviously so these things, when they turn, they turn hard. They turn fast. Uh, I'm not calling Peloton dead. That is definitely premature. But if you're in this thing, uh, you only stay in it if you have a really high tolerance for pain, because uh, it could get it could get worse here. And if it turns around, it's going to take a, a while, right? It, this is probably a multi-year story now because everyone's turned against them, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, I honestly, if Peloton has the resources and the money and everything that they could, you know, have a new interesting vertical come out of it, you know, whatever. But right now with the way company is, it's just not interesting to me. Um, so Spencer, well, let's go from Penn or sorry, from Peloton. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, I screwed up. All right. Now we can't do that. Go to AMC. Okay. AMC. Hey, did you see the headline, the news last night? I know you did. Popcorn. Popcorn. And wait, what is the news? AMC is getting into the popcorn game. Is that right? Yep. But I, I, I thought they already were in the popcorn game. I thought so too. Wait, you know what? Here, I'll be right back because I want to get my popcorn. It's good that we're talking about this today because I literally like put my popcorn bucket in the trash, but it's still here. So yeah, you better hope so. I'm, I'm going to go and get it. I'll be right back. Tell us about the popcorn thing. All right. So essentially, AMC announced that they are getting into uh, what is supposedly a multi-billion dollar industry, and that is the popcorn industry. Um, so what I can imagine this looks like is, is you'll be able to go to a grocery store um, and buy AMC branded popcorn. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, it seems like AMC is kind of grasping at straws right now for different announcements that the company can make to to see a catalyst. Um, I actually like, I mean, the chart right now, she, <clears throat> excuse me, Shelly pointed out in chat, said that it looks like it, it could take off here. I mean, AMC is always prone to, to have a huge move. So if you're trading day in and day out, kind of day trading, definitely worth having on your radar just to try to scalp. But I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, $40 a share is still very expensive for AMC. 
Okay, so as a reminder, and it's I, I, I kept this the, this entire time here. God bless you, man. Um, I went and bought myself some popcorn at AMC. Hey, can we fix my camera, Rohan? I'm a little bit, a little bit tall. I'm hunched down a little bit. Thank you. Um, and the reason I thought they were in the popcorn game is because I went and I, I asked them for a free bag. I said, "Can you give me one of these?" And they were like, "No, you have to pay for it." Because that's how they know how much popcorn that they sell. It's a it's a weight thing. Did you know that? No. So they 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 only know how much popcorn they sell by how many bags they they, they sell. Okay. Right. So I had to buy. So I bought a bag of popcorn. Um. And actually, while I was at it, oh no, I'm sorry. It was also a bucket. I tried to buy a bucket first, which I got this this one. And then they were like, "Hey, do you want this special one too?" And I said, "Okay, give me that too." So I ended up with. Uh, a Wonder Woman bucket, uh, a normal bucket, and a bag that I've kept all this time for no apparent reason. But we should just keep this on here as a prop because I think it's, I, I think it's funny. So we're just gonna leave that there for now. Um, and yeah, Mitch was all over the AMC trade. AMC is not reacting to this news because it's honestly a dumb headline. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, what, what was the last uh, AMC came out and said they were accepting different cryptocurrencies as payment? I don't, like that may have pop the stock for a second but at the end of the day i i I don't know what's gonna take this thing to the next level from 40 back to 60 or whatever it is if there is anything um so i'm not a buyer of amc right now but like i said if you're day trading um always be looking out for that next move because if you get in early uh, definitely an opportunity to to scalp some good percentage there um but spencer Mm -hmm. let's get to the other big news of the day that is Penn National Gaming. Yeah, this is sort of the big news of yesterday as well, right? They had the earnings report. We uh, we saw that. Sorry, I was talking with a guest. Earnings report wasn't great. BI story comes out on Dave Portnoy. Wasn't great. Let's get the chart up on the screen and we can look at what's happened because it's it's been a pretty... um, It's actually been a bit of a buy the dip. That's not pen that's the wrong stock um here it is so it's actually been an interesting day for for pen because the stock is up today right if you look at just from the open or even from the close it's up 10 percent. let's pull up that chart spencer there we go um it's actually been a, a been a bit of a by the dip day now in the grand scheme of things this chart looks pretty bad right i mean that's pretty ugly this how hot did we get in in march one 42 and now we're at 63 so we're down what what is that 60 percent 55 percent uh since the highs in march that's not great however unlike peloton i would be more willing to buy the i mean people are already are today and i would be be with them in in buying the dip in pen for the fundamentals over a Peloton, right? Or, or over a Zillow or over um, any, any of these other beaten down names, right? Um, a lot of the casinos have been punished. It's not just Penn. You can look at DraftKings as well. And they had earnings this morning and the stock is down 2% today. But look at that chart on DKNG. Doesn't look as bad, but also doesn't look great this year. It's been a tough year for DraftKings. Uh, win, same thing. Las Vegas Sands, same thing. MGM is 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 the one buck in the trend. 
Not quite sure why. Maybe it's their lack of exposure to China. But then again, so does Penn has no exposure to China. So I don't quite know what's going on there. But um, I, I would I, I'd be willing to take a flyer here on a casino, whether it's Penn, whether it's Las Vegas Sands, whether it's Wynn. Let's go back to the Penn chart. I would I could be interested here, knowing that I'm going to that I may be underwater for a while, right? If you if you buy today, understanding, you know. Today's action, notwithstanding, you could easily see 50 here, right? Why not? We've gone from 140 to 60. Why not 50? Why not 40? But I'd be willing to, oh, you know what, actually, you know what I see here on this weekly chart? This jump, this just jumped out to me. I just noticed this. We got this sort of quintuple bottom situation here on the weeklies from November to August of last year in the $50, basically at $50, right? Yeah, so, and, and I don't know about you, Spencer, but I'm actually surprised by Penn's price action today because a lot of times, I mean, yesterday was a weird day for Penn because we had two different negative catalysts working against the stock. Um, but typically after uh, a not so great earnings report and the stock trades down um, a lot the day after, it, it's rare to see such a strong bounce back um, because a lot of that selling after earnings is coming from the institutional side. So, you know, I don't know if, if maybe, uh, you know, the stock sold off because of earnings, then sold off again off the news um, coming out yesterday against uh, about Dave Portnoy. And then maybe, you know, those institutional same sellers that sold off from the earnings said, OK, now it's even lower from this other news. Now we can buy back. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. I'm staying on the sidelines, though, Spencer. So you're taking the, the buy the dip side. I'm saying. Yeah. No, sir. I'm, I'm staying on the sidelines. I'm not saying I'm going out there and buying puts on pen or anything like that, but I just don't know if I, um, I don't know. Well, I, well, let me give the argument why, it, you know, we could easily look back in, in a year or two and say, whoa, you remember when pen was all the way down at 60? Oh, what a, what a great shot that was. Right. The fundamentals are still in favor, right? The company is, is still in a growing business. They're entering new markets all the time. It's not as if sports betting is going to get smaller, right? Um, and it, even if you take away the Dave Portnoy factor, right? Even if you, if you take him away from Barstool and all that he brings from a marketing and a branding standpoint, right? Um, it, it's still a huge company that has basically no marketing spend. Right, compared to its peers, compared to DraftKings, compared to FanDuel and, and whomever. Um, so I still the fundamentals are still in play. I like it from that side, which is why I would be more than willing to buy this dip if I had to take a flyer on on something. Luke Jacoby's here, everyone. I think he wants to come on the show. In five minutes, he says. Okay, four, four or five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> you want to come on right now, man? You want to sit in my seat? Come on over. Just come on over, man. Hot stocks, Luke. Hot stocks, Luke. What's up, man? How we doing? All right. What's up? All right. Th thanks for having me, Spencer. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, like, can we talk about Ford for a second? Ford Motor. Are, are you still along? This this is my 2021 I, stock of the year. It's yes, the it biggest was. position that I have. Oh, I hate you. I'm so long this stock at oh, this point. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hate, we we, we so bought a, a decent amount of shares. Oh my God! Wait, that's not an updated chart. Is that it? is that with today? Yes, man. This is today. This is a weekly. Can we? Can you? Oh, that, okay. That's what it looks like. Give me the dailies, please. Okay. Okay. So today is not as a little bit broken. Uh, but but all right. Here here's the thing, Spuncy. 
This 2021 stock of the year, yeah, it's I'm... it's swelled to become the biggest position in my portfolio by far. Oh my gosh. So I have I think close to 50 uh calls. I have close to 50 ten dollar calls in the stock. Oh wow. Well, do you remember what you what you paid for them? Uh 74 cents. Do you know what they're worth now? It's nine bucks, something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well done uh, yeah I'm, we're moving some size here okay so 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 here's the question that i wanted to ask the chat and so i wanted to hop on for a second yeah is do, does does ford have room to run how, how would how would everybody handle this trade so so imagine you're oh, me you're question. in ford my average price in the stock is eight dollars and 64 cents that's right around what the price of the stock was when we went ahead and we bought the calls we bought calls that are expiring in january 2022 at the ten dollar strike um and because the stock has had such a bull run it had one earlier in the year it has a second one right now clearly uh how would you manage the trade great wow. question to the chat chat drop what you think in there i can you know you know you know what i would do yeah it's easy for me to say because i'm this is not my money but i would sell half uh, that that that's that's sort of, sort of, sort of a decent a, a decent avenue i would sell half those calls i would sell 25 your ten dollar Ford calls is what I would do. Does that momentum on the chart just look so juicy though? That's why I'm so tempted to just let it in there and run. You, and, and you, you, you can do that. Half? You can do that with the other half. Oh right? man. Oh, the chat is the chat is mixed, baby. Chat saying, well, so we're seeing it start selling calls against it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start selling calls against yourself. Hey, hey. Get some get some income while you're at it. Um, might as well. I mean, if I don't know, I don't think Luke wants the hedge. I, I don't think that's the question here. The question is: Am I taking the money and running, or am I letting this effort ride? Yeah, hedging is not on or the table. Somewhere in between. Hedge, so, hedging is not on the table here. <laughs> see, I sort of like what Grant's saying, which is reduced by a third. Okay. Um. Oops. That's... But but this week, Spencer, if you look at that Ford chart, this has been the best trading week of my life. Really? Yes. In like a pretty, not just that. Look at IWM too. I own my the, my biggest position right now, you out of everything. You just said it was Ford. It was uh, sorry. Okay, Ford is individual stock. Okay, ETFs. I, I have it's like sizable. The majority of assets are in ETFs, right? Good boy. Look, look, look. Yeah, look at IWM. Dude, we Woo! we were waiting Woo! for this breakout. How many times did we talk about this range yeah. on pre market prep on and every show? It was. Look at the range. I might actually own more spy than IWM. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why I didn't buy this a couple of years ago. I I, should, I damn well should have. That was dumb. All right. Uh, yes, this. I mean, where where is there? What is it to say? We're at all okay, time so highs. Spy is my largest position. IWM is the second largest, but they're they're about even. And that spy, yeah. that IWM break, with that being a huge position, huge. You, you, you want to compare the here? Let's just compare the two. Right? I mean, we had so much right this week. Another one. You want another one that I'm in, Spency? Yeah. VYGVF. Voyager. Sponsor of this show. Uh, but I'm in that stock. Look at that stock this week, Spencer. Okay. I Again, haven't... another heater. It's like all the stars aligned to me. And I'm going to give you one more, Spence, mm -hmm. for this week. Okay. Right. So there's Voyager. There's Voyager. There. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. another heater. That's what I'm saying. I'm just spitting fire. And then look at CELH. Celsius. Let's see. I was looking in Celsius. All the stocks that I talked about, just this was their week. Okay. Ooh. So, you know, we, we, we always say on Premaker Prep, sell your peanuts when the circus is in town. You, you're having a, an amazing week. 
if you don't why double up, down <laughs> yeah that's right no in all seriousness if you don't wind up here i think you're making a little bit of a mistake okay at least a little bit right yeah i'm still so long amc is that good sure it's fine yeah um but in all seriousness okay let's go back to the question at hand it was ford what does luke do with the ford calls can we get a survey in the chat uh rohan or mitch or, or ab or whoever's whoever's watching this i can't do it myself right now can we get a survey in the chat um and let's make the options do nothing right well, let's make it hold we'll make it sell everything we'll do sell a third and we'll do sell half we'll make those the four options and we'll make a poll in the youtube chat right now um and then let's see let's see what comes of it is that fair yes all right somebody will make that poll and then we will I like what kurt said kurt kurt said rip a third yeah that, that that's an option an option that's an option you want to ask our, our next guest what what they would do if they're in this position yes all right we, we can get them on here in a second and then somebody will start that i call. do have to hop under a 12 30 call those well you have a call yeah so i want to let you go do that but all right I, but can i be invited back on a regular basis you can come on yes do you want us to like i would love to come from noon to one every day again <laughs> what's so funny are you serious yeah <laughs> All right. I, all right. Okay. What? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't realize you, some freaking fire going on right now. I didn't realize you wanted to do that, but I guess now that you're 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 back to more normal work stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of hard to sell something for three hundred million dollars, Spencer. It takes some work. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with that. Now I got some free time. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> all right, we we will have you back. We we can get you back on a regular basis. All right. So Wednesday at thir- next Thursday at noon. Fintech Awards next week. So I'm in New York Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. Back Thursday. All right. He's the boss. You know what I mean? Wait, no, can I? Yes, you can do it. If you got something going on, I don't want to screw it up. We got nothing going. We do have some guest book next Thursday, but it, it ain't no thing. So, okay. um, yeah. Uh, okay. Thursdays. Thursdays at noon, everyone. You heard it here first. Luke Jacoby, Hot Stocks League, will be back on the show talking about whatever he YOLO'd this week and, and he's having a great week. So, um, Nice job, Lou. Congratulations. All right. Thanks, Spencey. Go take we your call. Heaters. We got some heaters. Don't walk away with the headphones, please. We need those. Thank you. Uh, let's get AB back on the show. And while we're doing that, I'm going to bring on our first guest today. Good job, Luke. You, you did great, man. You did great. John Ehrlichman. I see him here backstage. Can we get John on the show? There he is. There he is. Good afternoon, sir. How are we doing today? Hey, I'm good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. So let, let me put that question to you. So we just had uh, my boss here on the show, and he's he's got, uh, what do you say? He has 50 um, Ford call options at $10, a $10 strike uh, for, uh, that expire in January. I don't know when he bought those, but whatever. He's up a lot of money in them is the point. What What would you do with any big gainer like that? Would you... Do you, you, you sell all, you let it ride, you sell half? What would you do? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm the guy who covers the markets. I'm not the guy who makes the predictions on the markets. So it's just a full disclosure okay. there. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think there's – I feel like there has been 
a strong, I don't know about you. I feel like there's been a strong sentiment shift with Ford. Um, and yeah. on like the TV show I do this morning, like we were already talking about why people are loving Ford again. And, you know, I, I don't know that it necessarily has to be a Tesla versus a Ford story. Um, but I, I think we knew that companies were going to be all in on EV. And I think that people see a good enough roadmap from Ford right now and some, some pretty good recovery performance that they have felt they've felt great about the stock. So, you know, to answer your question, like, the shares trade at what, like 19 and a half right now? I know, uh, at least I know with Bloomberg, like the average call right now is that the stock is going to be at at least 18 a year from now. So I don't, I, you know, I think the question becomes whether or not Ford can continue rising, but I don't, I don't think people are going to step away from this story, uh, uh, even if, you know, Tesla steals more spotlight, it, and which is kind of cool. Like, I think, I think we all want to see what every automaker is going to do in the future. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. So wait, we, we asked you on here today, John, and, and AB is here with me as well. Uh, you you most hey. you tweet a you tweet a lot about uh, crypto and yeah. and, and tech. Yeah. Um, what uh, AB just said he's been waiting for a time to get back in. I think, right? You were waiting. You, you're, you're not in any cryptos. Is, is that you're waiting? For yeah, a- I had some Ethereum. I ended up selling some for some profits. I, I took all my positions off the board, essentially. Um, but I still love Ethereum long term. Uh, I, I guess I've just been kind of waiting for some sort of a dip to get back in. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think, you know, that's one of those positions where I think I'd be interested in just buying and holding for a very long time. So I'm not sure how much um, it really matters to wait for for a dip. And I think that, yeah. like, I think the question w- with crypto is uh, when you have people who are, it's such an unusual time. You have this big group of people who are committed to a new asset class. And like, I, I suppose, you know, there is a component of those people who are in and out, but long, longer term, I think, you know, you guys hear it all the time. They are deeply committed right? They're the, the, the buy and hold crowd. So then like, what are the drivers? I'll tell you what I notice in covering crypto from more of the mainstream day to day, where it's got to find some, some real estate in the coverage next to stocks and these big corporate stories and everything else. Yeah. Anytime there is more validation, um, you know, I always say like <laughs> in your own life, don't worry about the validation, like charge ahead. Everybody trusts you go forward. But in the world of investing, like confidence does matter. And I think up until the last couple of years, uh, there was a need for Wall Street to show some love to the crypto world. There just, there just was. And um, whenever now there is, you know, something where you poke holes in arguments surrounding different parts of the crypto ecosystem, you will see reactions. Um, sometimes they're they're quick. I think more so though, you just see momentum when there are positive validations. So, you know, whether it's Elon clarifying his stance, whether it's um, more hedge fund titans who are explaining their thesis buying owning crypto, whether it's every time we're now gonna talk about a new ETF that's launching, it's almost creating this validation level in the market. So, you know, nobody tries to time the market, but I just think that, well, okay, if it's still in the Wall Street population, 
like a minnow you know what i mean like it's it's hard to say over the next five i mean i think the bigger question is all, all the other cryptocurrencies that will go lights out and right back down over the course yeah. of trading day do, do you roll your eyes every time you, you see some like billionaire famous hedge fund guy being like oh, i don't understand oh, shaking my fist i don't understand crypto and bitcoin is a scam do you, do you roll your eyes at that i do well the thing is that like in my side of the business historically you get titans of industry as guests and you ask them questions and then the headlines that come from those interviews um in some circles is a job well done right so if you can just get someone to say something dramatic about anything sure, sure. that's kind of how financial journalism works sometimes i'm not saying it's a gotcha moment but you know we, we sometimes get into like a situation where someone says amazing things about some kind of investment and uh, other people trash it and we don't even ask the question of okay well like how deeply or intimately familiar are you with it you know and i think that there's a reason especially in crypto that people who have long been in it and have a good track record get a lot of traction because i think it is fair to say that for the average wall streeter they still have only spent a small amount of time looking at it uh, do i roll yeah. my eyes I, you know i think back to the jamie diamond comments that like the market really got hot and bothered about at the same time and you guys know this right like he's saying that and there are parts of these arguments that you can understand but at the same time jp morgan is a monster and a company that was never going to get left behind on all things crypto related so like they're they're simultaneously they've got teams that are working in the crypto community just as their fearless leader is you know saying whatever he was previously saying about it so instead of rolling my eyes i almost take it with a grain of salt um but i will say that the problem with that world is it still does threaten a lot of the traditional ways of thinking and doing business like i'm joining you guys from toronto and canada where you know if you asked any bank ceo today what do you think of crypto how hard are you betting on bitcoin they would be so cautious in their language just because yep. they have to think through all of these ramifications of like if i say this what are the pieces that then play out from there as i said because the validation as soon as like a bunch of bank ceos start saying absolutely we're all in crypto that's actually another bullish side and more validation mm -hmm. and then for the regulators like you think about the regulators because i think like let's which this also becomes this momentary pause for crypto oh this regulator in this country is saying we're banning it or we've got problems with it and then you see these like momentary dips and people re refresh what i what the disconnect in that what i find is like it feels like most legitimate people in the world of crypto whether they are building platforms or whatever it might be like they are all asking the regulators to have a good deep conversation around this i think from their perspective there's never as much tension as the headline would suggest but we're getting to this point where regulators are going to play an important role but the asset class is getting so big that i think you have to look at that and you have to say okay can a regulator at this point just full out say we're we're just going to stay out of this area so you know this is the this is the, the tricky part of the whole thing um and i think it's but it's exciting like i don't know about you guys you know i've been covering financial markets for now more than two decades i'm dating myself but 
like it is electric right now and i love that yeah john I, I was gonna say I, I, building together yeah I think we'd be remiss to not, you know, just at this is your first time coming on our show, just asking about um, give us a little background on like how you got into covering the financial markets. I mean, when you were in school, was this something you knew you always wanted to do? Um, I've become very familiar with your your Twitter account. I know a lot of people watching our stream also, you know, have found you through Twitter. Um, so, so I'm just curious kind of like about your background, how you got into covering the financial markets, um, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so when I was finishing college, like I did an economics degree in school. And so I knew I wanted to do something business related. Um, I was at that time, I'm where I am now, which is Toronto. And there, there's, there still wasn't a CNBC, but they launched a channel here and I was part of that team. And I'm, I'm now part of that same channel, which actually is, is Bloomberg's partner. Um, I spent a lot of years at Bloomberg when I was in New York. Um, I moved uh, originally for the channel that I'm with now ended up moving over to Bloomberg and w was covering the market. Like, look, I, I just, I love this stuff. It's really great. It's, it's exciting to cover. Um, and one of the interesting things in my transition was that after the financial crisis and like, I kid you guys not who wanted to, t I mean, these days we're all pretty lucky, right? We can talk about generally speaking, everything gaining value over time. Um, you know, you, you probably could throw a dart over the last year and a half and do relatively well with whatever it was you were investing in. Financial crisis is a good reminder that there are real struggle points in the markets. Um, and even at Bloomberg, you know, we were we were looking at areas of growth. Like, what is the interesting area? And from that, um, the show um, formerly called Bloomberg West, now called Bloomberg Technology. Emily Chang hosts it still to this day, does a great job with that. That was like an opportunity to for Bloomberg to put uh, a flag in the ground in San Francisco. There was no daily show at that time. And so I was out in San Francisco helping to cover that. And, you know, the Twitter account stuff really happened because I'd be covering like literally quarterly earnings. And you'd, you'd you know, you'd, you'd want to tweet about what Google or Facebook or Twitter or Apple, whatever, like whatever they were reporting that. And it was just, I'm looking at these top line numbers and they're just astounding. And you're like, I'm, I, I'm just, how do you explain this? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to let the numbers speak for themselves because the numbers do tell some pretty dramatic stories. So that's how I got into the tweeting stuff. And, you know, I just, I, I still love the dynamics of the technology companies just because they are so dominant uh and uh and now we've got this new layer with crypto which is equally interesting to me like the whole web3 world is really interesting john do you have like a favorite like emerging technology right now or an well, emerging I mean, I, industry like if something that excites NFT. you yeah, the, yeah. the nft world excites me a lot like n okay. nothing more than that only because of the use case opportunity like you know I, I i appreciate the daily trading that's happening and the collectors that have embraced that world but i'm i'm as interested like you guys right we're covering finance finance is changing rapidly um and the media business is is, is potentially going to change because of this new world so that really excites me like and and that everybody's trying to figure out what happens with you know, blockchain case studies. And I think NFTs really, and I love creators too. Like I do a lot of interviews with celebrity entrepreneurs and stuff like that. I just like that 
we're all kind of swimming at the, literally we're all starting together in this it's super exciting i don't think there's anything that i'm more excited right now um about wow. than what's going to happen in the nft world without a doubt yeah wow. Yeah. And, and John, I got to thank you personally, because some of these tweets, I had them pulled up a second ago, I'll pull it back up. I, I love these type of tweets that you just um, essentially compare the uh, returns of different stocks. And I, I actually wrote an article off of one of your tweets that was talking about how Domino's Pizza had like the best returns out of all these companies. Um, and that article uh, performed pretty well traffic wise so that idea came from you so, so you owe, that means you owe john like a commission or something i don't know something maybe a domino's maybe a domino's pizza i don't know if they I, I don't know. yeah domino's that's a, do they have that in yeah do they have that in toronto i, I, I assume so i don't know yeah they have it well you know it was funny i don't know about your experience with the app i don't want to i don't want to knock domino's but there was a period early when they were rolling out the app remember when they said like you can literally find out what stage of the pizza making process they're in right now. And I would sometimes yeah, I'd look tracking. at the app sometimes I'd be like, I'm like, is this the real deal guys? Domino's, are you like, are you, are you, is, is this guy actually, does he have the tomato sauce in his hand right now? Um, but, um, but, but no, it's true. They've been, um, they've been phenomenal. Um, and, and I think that's true too. Like, I think we can get sidetracked by, the big tech names and we miss those other stories you started the convo by talking about like ford um i i embrace those ideas of companies that are reinventing themselves domino's did a lot of it through technology so you know when we can highlight and showcase how companies stay alive too that's cool too there is a long running debate between myself and a couple guys on our news desk about is domino's a technology company I refuse to admit that it is. No. Even though even though if you Google the phrase Domino's technology company, you will find 104 headlines saying it, it is. I say otherwise because they make pizza. But this is a thing that, that the street um, likes to likes to do. I mean, really, if they didn't have the pizza, um, there really would be no <laughs> Domino's. So that that might end the case. But but you know, like this comes up with like I'll tweet about Tesla stuff, and then there's like a whole subculture of debate over whether Tesla is a technology company or not, which I which I totally embrace. People having that conversation, I think it's great, um, and and I think we could com continue to debate it. Um, uh, it's just that what Tesla is kind of building for the next fifteen years uh, is is pretty epic, and at, at a certain point, I, you know you could make the argument we won't even like start with Tesla as a, as a car company, but that's probably a conversation for another day. Right. That's like the biggest bull case that people make for Tesla is like, Oh, you know, you can, it's not a car company. It's a, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, John, the other thing that, that I love about your Twitter is I feel like as you know, as we cover the financial markets, there's so much going on day in and day out that we get kind of lost in the mess. And, and what you do on Twitter is you'll share you know, like historical tidbits. Like I remember a couple months ago, it was like on this day, the first Apple computer um, debuted and, and a picture of the Apple computer. And it's cool to be kind of like taken back to those times because, uh, you know, like I said, we're just so used to day in and day out talking about this stock is up 10%. This stock is down 10%. Um, so it's cool to kind of like get those historical tidbits. I just think that um, inspiration is important. 
and context is important. And, you know, I think a lot of us and society as a whole is becoming more entrepreneurial. So you got to have a little of that inside of yourself just to keep going and moving forward. And a lot of these businesses, you know, whether it's Elon or any of these big technology companies started in a very modest place, the, the, you know, the history points help to tell that. But I also, I like to do that during earnings season too, because as you guys know, like Wall Street's got, you know, the attention span of a gnat. And like, you might have to build a storyline for Netflix being down that lasts for about 16 minutes before it changes. So, you know, if we can show the evolution of these companies and how quickly they've changed, sometimes that's the goal behind what I'm doing on Twitter because like, you know, I'm not a hot take guy um, because, you know, I think that is like, that, that, that's great. There's a good robust dialogue around that, but I'm just constantly amazed by the companies that break through and then they build these moats and those moats are important. Sometimes, you know, that builds a strong investment case for you. Sometimes it's a tension point as we have seen with, you know, companies like Facebook, are they, you know, stifling innovation? So it's a good conversation piece too. Okay, so maybe you don't have any hot takes on stocks, but give us a hot take on something before we, as we let you go here. Just just leave us with a hot take. It could be on anything. Leave us with a hot take on on food. Mine's that cheese is overrated. Ooh, good one. I like it. I know I'll put you on well, the Well, I was, here. okay. No, no, let's, let's stay with food. So I was just looking at the numbers on Uber today because Uber eats as a business. Like I guess Uber launched, call it 20, 2009, 2010 range. And then Uber Eats about five years after that. And I was just looking at the numbers today in the delivery revenue. It's, it's, I know there's other stuff, like they're doing other, they're delivering diapers and all sorts of things beyond food now, but it's still like, you know, Uber Eats is like a, a pandemic winner. And I think that business this quarter was generating something like $25 million a day. Um, and five years ago, it was like less than a million a day. So I'm just amazed at this like Uber Eats business that is growing like a weed within the larger Uber business. I think it's one of the reasons why like a lot of analysts are still pretty hot on Uber, even though the, the reaction today was a little bit um, mixed. So my, my hot take would be like, you know, uh, Uber Eats, something to talk about. All right, we'll put that on our radar. Um, John, thank you for joining us today. Like I said, I've been a big fan on, on your Twitter for a while, so it's good to get you on our show. Hope to get you on again soon. Uh, anytime you have something you want to talk about, hit us up. We'd love to have you back on. Thanks a lot, John. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. All right. Uh, my hot take is actually going to be related to John's. I think that Uber Eats slash DoorDash business model should be like illegal. I think it's like so bad i think it's so messed up i think it's i think what they do to 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 these small businesses is so freaking terrible yeah i agree i'm not really a fan of the business model there um and and yeah i mean i uber has been historically like not a great stock so um i i i'm not bullish on uber on uh uber eats on grubhub on doordash any of those companies um but like John said, it is interesting to kind of look at the revenue numbers, see what's going on. Maybe he, maybe he's right. Maybe Can, we need something to talk about. Maybe we should start a new segment because we're creating this new show from scratch on the fly. Hot Take Fridays. Hot Take Fridays. Okay. I love so it. Your hot take was cheese is overrated. Yeah, I'm not saying cheese is like That's bad. A re- or, that is a reasonably hot just take. Everyone like 
freaks out over cheese and they put it on everything and it's like sometimes yeah. uh, sometimes uh something will be like covered in too much cheese and i'm like that doesn't even look appetizing to me okay i'm uh, with you man I'm the, with you. the other thing uh when talking about john about these like historical tidbits we were talking about one of my favorite um things and he mentioned that there's you know these storylines are important right and, and everyone thinks like oh apple once it founded whatever if you invested in apple in like 1985 you'd have been sitting on a loss for 16 years before, you know, finally in 2001, you'd be in the green. And then, of course, you'd be looking at great returns from 2000 on. But um, I, I think that's important to keep into perspective that, like, uh, a lot of times, even if you find a company that's very young and that has great potential, uh, the stock price might not reflect it for a while. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying necessarily, oh, some of your positions that you're down, just hold them, hold them, hold them, and eventually they'll be Apple. But... Uh, you know, if you do your due diligence on a company and you love it and you invest in the stock and it ends up not performing the way you want it, uh, maybe that's not always time to get out. I yeah, don't know. I, I would just remember, just please be mindful of your own risk tolerance. We got an email last night. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to put the guy on the spot or anything, but we got an email last night from from a um, a, a fan, a reader. I'm not sure what you want to call it. Um, and and. And he's and he's very upset because he's very long cannabis stocks, and he was very upset about the performance in cannabis stocks this year. And I responded, I was like, "Hey, man, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with, we're in the same boat here. Um, and if this is too much for you, then frankly, you are either overexposed or you have too much risk on the table. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong. You could with, be too early too. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I clearly I've gotten over my skis here i've got too much money on this i, I I'm, I'm it's affecting my my life i need to i need to i need to take some money off the table even if it's at a loss fine that's okay right be just be mindful of the of of your own tolerance for risk right because um i think i think we all can forget that it's all fun and games when it's going up when it's going down it's not as fun anymore um, so, so I'll do a new segment right now. What's dragging my portfolio today? <laughs> uh, that would be take two interactive down about 3%. Uh, my portfolio is in the red. It looks like majority coming from that position as well as Blackstone. Um, oh, we're still in Blackstone. Yeah. That's my boy Ross's stock. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how are we doing, how are we doing in, in BX? In BX. Let's see. I am total return up 1.75%. Today's return down 0.191%. Okay. Um, so overall, I'm up 12 bucks on it. But I don't know. I mean, I got a dividend pending too. Look, I got five I got a five dollar dividend payment coming my way for owning uh around five. Are, are, are you gonna reinvest that or just cash or five cash? shares of I don't know, maybe I'll use it to buy lunch or something, buy a block of cheese. Um That's a good idea. All right, what what is, what's everyone else watching today? We've got about five minutes till our next guest, Tony Benson. Let us know in the in the chat what stocks y'all are watching. Um, I I wanted to pull up the Ark Invest email that I got from last night because it's been a long time since we've looked at, at at what Kathy has done. Should we take a look, see? Yeah, sure. Because uh, the last couple of days, it's, it's not often that Kathy sells a stock in a downtrend. But let me show you here. This is from my email. Can you see my information? No. All right. This is from the email that I get. I get this every every night whenever it comes out, like 8, 8 p.m. or whatever. Whoa, Disney needed to shut down ESPN Classic? Yeah, that was that yesterday. What the hell? Um, okay. 
what jumped out to me here second day this is for the arkk the flagship fund flagship fund second day in a row they sold more than a million shares of zillow ticker z they and not just zillow scroll down to the arkf their financials fund their fintech fund look they sold 1.4 million shares of open door too you don't see them buy and sell in million lots on any given day too often it happens but not not every day i thought that was very interesting they are they are seem to be lightening up their uh their exposure to the the real the uh, real estate i'm not sure what you would call that speaking of real estate have you looked at airbnb at all today yes it is is it still ripping it is absolutely well i mean it's 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 kind of like settled down but it's up Almost thirteen percent. We've talked about Airbnb. Do, do we want to see where I'm long from? Here, you want to play a game? What's bringing up my portfolio today? What's bringing up your portfolio today? Yeah, because well, yours is getting dragged down. Well, yeah, I mean, no. Wait, hold on. Wait, Luke. We, we have a breaking news. Wait, Luke. We have a results bringing up the portfolio today. Luke, we have a result on the poll. Fifty, I think fifty-four percent said to sell half. Okay. I'm buying. I like buying stocks that are up like 13% on the day. So I just bought some Airbnb while it was up 12, 12 and a half percent. Um, someone told me buy high, sell higher. So let me go ahead and give um, that a roll. All right. Wait, I, I'm looking at my Airbnb cost basis because I, I don't actually know. So uh, but, uh, Luke, Luke is here. He's back. I think he's bored today. I'm not quite sure why. Um, I don't oh, D Wax also bringing down my portfolio today, down 2.6%. Um, Luke, what do we think about DWAC? So, so the question that I have for everybody is, do you think of DWAC as more of a value stock <laughs> or a growth stock? The answer to that is yes. It's yeah. A value <laughs> stock or growth stock. We're talking about DWAC. It's pretty beta. Um, but again, how, I mean, have you, how's the revenue? How, how's the uh, balance sheet look? The balance sheet looks good in the recent spacking process. They have a lot of intangible assets. What do we mean by that? Not not hard warehouses or equipment. They have a brand name that's a big intangible asset. So again, I think the question of the chat is: Is this a value stock or a growth stock? Chat, what say you? What about this one, Spencer? Workhorse is down eight percent today. Are we buying the dip in workhorse? No. I Spencer no. loves the workhorse CFO. Why not? <laughs> He's not in the CFO. He's out. Why, why don't we like workhorse? Wait, wait, wait. I, I thought we liked all electric vehicle maybe, type companies. Maybe, like Ford. Maybe this is a trade here. It seems like we've had a number, number of executives on our show in the last year that are no longer at the companies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Um, hey, Planted Cyclist. Says he was born and raised in AC. That's awesome. I've never actually met anyone who's from from AC. I, I'd love to know what, what that's like. Do you know the song Atlantic City? Of course. I'm from New Jersey, man. Yeah. We blew up the chicken, man. Yeah. Okay. It's a good song. Yeah. All right. Um, Tony Benson's here. We'll bring him on in a second here. I'm trying to log into my Fidelity account and I'm keep getting the password wrong. I don't know what my Airbnb cost basis is. I know it's lower. What's Airbnb? What, what are we trading at right now? Do you know what you want to know what my cost basis is? Is it one fifty? No, two hundred. What, what, what are we at right now? We're at two hundred. Is your cost basis two hundred? Two hundred one thirty-eight. Oh, you're already down. I. I, I <laughs> what did, you, what, did you throw in a market? Did you just throw in an order and just got whatever? Yeah. Well, how else are you supposed to buy stocks? <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a great question, man. 
Um, I I'll, I'll just share my Robin Hood real quick. I got, I got no shame. Um, so raw or Airbnb, this is one that, so we've talked about this before. I've talked a lot about it with, uh, Chris Capri, Chris Capri, you know, was saying he likes this stock as like one of those potential stocks that, um, really has like a multi-bag and like has the potential to shape an industry, carve out that moat. Like John was talking about. Um, I, as you can see, I've traded it, you know, bought calls 165. I should have stuck with that, but um, it's kind of been off my radar, on my radar today again, because it's up 12%. I know this can go down in the short term, but my thesis is, hey, look, even if we if we go down in the short term, you know, 10%, say whatever, I feel confident that this stock is going to be higher in five, 10 years from now than it is today. So I don't mind okay. buying at 201 after a strong earnings report. Um, as you can see right there, just got in 201.38. Do, do you want to know my cost basis? 153.19. Did you buy it right after the I I mean, this chart's no. interesting because the IP it spiked and came, it went all the way up to, let's see, 216 according to Robinhood, probably not accurate, but then all the way down to a low of 134. So I don't know. Airbnb's it's it's like any other company. It's not perfect. It's got problems, but do I think they'll continue to make a lot of money? Do I think they'll continue to grow? Yeah. I'm up 31% in my Airbnb. I think the fees thing is like the biggest thing they got to figure out. That people get pissed that you like look at a at a Airbnb and it says it's going to be $100 a night and then by the time you finish paying it it's yeah, like 180 a night. Yeah. It's like just tell you the price of yeah total after fees right off the bat so you're not surprised at the end by it um that would be like if i were in charge of airbnb the first thing i'd do that way it's not a problem i don't know i don't know why they haven't put you in charge yet all I, right enough of that i'll apply all right let, let's go ahead and bring our next guest on see what he thinks about airbnb tony benson from wealth builders hq tony how you doing on this friday i am good how are you guys doing Good, good, good. We're, 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 we're just happy it's Friday. We're just happy it's Friday. Speak for <laughs> oh, yeah. yourself, Spencer. Super convincing. <laughs> I, I'm very happy it's Friday. Believe me. Okay, Tony, what are you watching today? You're always watching. You've always got a watch list a mile long. So I do. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? I feel like you usually yeah. have a watch list that's like a mile long. Well, I guess it's all relative. Depends on, depends on perspective. So. All right. So what, what have you traded today, if anything? Um, uh, let's go. Let me share my screen here real quick. Do you like Airbnb long-term? I was just bringing that up since you had mentioned and wanting to know what I thought about it. Um, I do. I'm very curious. So I have it. I brought it up on my charts here. Let me move this stuff out of the way. Also, wait, real, real quick. Sorry to cut you off. I got to address this in the comments. Igor saying, I like how you have both VTI and VOO. <laughs> Igor, VOO is essentially the S&P 500. VTI is the... <laughs> He's, Over, call, he's calling you out. It's the total <laughs> stock market. So it has the small caps in there too. They're different funds. They're not the same thing. <laughs> calling you out. I know. That's okay. I right, love anyway, you. Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb, what do we got? <laughs> so what, you want to know what, what, what my we, opinion on long-term? Yeah, yeah sure. Or, I mean, or, that, or, or, the, or, or the short term. Or short term. Or short I just term. bought yeah, some I mean, shares. Sure, so I'm purely a technical puts. trader, so I don't do a whole yeah. lot of long-term stuff. Yeah, um, and when I think long term, for for me, long term is one to two years, not five to ten. So sweet. Uh, okay, tell us about. It's it. a little hard for me to to give you an opinion on that since I don't really do that. But uh, short term, I mean, it looks like it looks like it wants to rally up to that two ten area again, two ten, two twenty somewhere Let's go. In there. Let's go. I got in at the right so, time then. Where's it at the intraday? This is just an end of day chart, but whoops, where'd my screen go? Here it is. 
A, B, and B. Is it up a bunch today? Oh, okay, never mind. That's what I thought you guys were talking about it being way high. Wait, is, do you buy this because it has your initials, A, B, and B? No, is there a ticker that's just A, B? Because I'll buy that right now. Yeah, I think it's Albert, Aberlin. Yeah, Al Alliance Bernstein. Oh, oh okay, never mind. Is, is anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, so 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 you like the you like the setup here for the intermediate term, right? Yeah, uh, of course it's already at. I mean, obviously it's already up here. It's right there right. so far today. So um, another there could also, be another ten percent in it. I mean, it, and then who knows? I mean, these things things are crazy right now. I mean, it's like you guys talked about car last <laughs> week. <laughs> and it yeah. was just insane. To see a stock go from one eighty to five twenty, and we all saw minutes. that. We all saw that coming. That was no big deal. I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. But he, he was the guy with the two hundred sixty dollars puts. Or calls, calls, calls sorry, yeah. calls. No, he not, no, he wasn't. To Tony, also, I'm sorry. I, I I know you work with Rob, so I introduced you from uh, Wealth Builders HQ. But can you tell us about Pattern in a Flash, real quick? Yeah, it's basically just a it's a training tool for technical analysis. Um, I got it up here. I'll just just a quick little tour. Essentially. And this started from my own frustration 21 years ago, not being able to recognize patterns. Um, so I created the flashcards, which were basically just a training mechanism to, to train my eyes to see the patterns quickly and easily. Just like, you know, as kids use flashcards to learn math, right? Yep. So I still got the same use concept, them. basically. So this was, and this was just developed out. It's basically just a, a tool. If you click on the link for the, that particular pattern, it's just going to bring up digital flashcards. So it's just a training tool, basically. It's a little slow right. right now, but uh, that was the first part. That was that was initially what started the concept. This is taking a minute to load for some reason. So essentially, it's, again, just like flashcards. So you can just flip through these and look at the different patterns and see them and basically train your eyes to see them. And then there's so also if you had to, a little over eight hours of video in here as well. What's that? If you had to pick one one favorite pattern to trade. I've asked him this before. <laughs> All right, well... But I don't remember the answer, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw it. It's head and shoulders. Well, because okay. there's reversal patterns, right? And then there's continuation patterns. And then you got candlestick patterns. I mean, here there's about 30 or 35 patterns in here. Um, as far as on the reversal side, definitely head and shoulders. Candlestick patterns, um, an engulfing pattern of Morningstar. Um, on the continuation side, symmetrical triangles, hands down. Um, there's not much con candlestick continuation patterns, but... Um, so yeah, it depends on which one you're talking about, but those are those are my favorites. Just seem to be the most consistent. The head and shoulders is just it seems to be very consistent. Same thing with the symmetrical triangle. So, all right. So Tony, I got a question. Can we pull up Snapchat's chart real quick and take a look at at this chart to see if we can see any pattern forming? Because um, we obviously had the big gap down after the company reported a, a bad earnings report, and then the downtrend. It has has continued since then, so we have not seen a strong, uh, you know, reversal straight after the the. Uh, bad where, where are we right now? Because I have an order sitting out there at fifty two. You have an order at fifty two. We're at fifty three. So the the, the reason right. I am asking about right now is because it's actually up about two percent today, and I'm trying to figure out how can I identify. Okay, this is a, a sign of a reversal coming versus okay, this is just a, a good day in a longer downtrend. Um. It looks like, I mean, this is, and this is not really technically a pattern, but you've probably all seen flags or pennants, right? Yeah. Yep. Which is right here on the left-hand side, there's a beautiful little flag pennant type of pattern where you get this huge momentum move to the upside and then sideways for a little bit and then it continues. That's what I see here, just upside down. 
Uh, uh oh. So, <laughs> as of right now, well, it's not an upload. Uh oh, yet. If it breaks this low, here's where the, the confirmation of the pattern, if it is going to continue lower, is if it breaks that area right there, which actually maybe there's there's some pretty solid support there, about 51. No, that's what I said. I said, give fill me at 52. I'll stop myself out of 51. That's my plan if I can ever get in. That that looks solid to me. Uh, just just nice. glancing at it real quick. The only way I would be bullish on this is if it forms some kind of reversal pattern, a bullish reversal pattern, like a double bottom um inverted head and shoulders uh anything that that says that okay this 51 is building a base Does that make sense i'll give you an yeah. example um that's NEM. Sort of what I'm, sort of what I'm this is on one here. that has been doing that recently you know we've this dropped is, off from this is newmont 53 yeah newmont Wait, this, is, this is newmont okay let me get up on this got that here. solid support there about 53 and as you can see here it came down and danced around it after a big drop and then rallied once came back and we've got the double bottom forming right now and this thing's up, I think, a couple bucks today, or a buck yep. and a half of them. Hmm. So yeah, it's it's up about. Where was it? I know I have it on my list here. Uh, we're we're, we're at fifty five. We're at fifty five seventy eight right now. Up about yeah. up about a dollar, one point seven percent. Yeah, so it's right up about fifty six. So so this is what I would look for. That type of behavior, at least, or that type of of pattern on Snapchat. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I hear a lot of uh, sometimes like technical traders saying, okay, we need to look for two or three green candles in a row, daily candles in a row to really show that we, we've got momentum moving back up on the upside, that it's not just a, uh, um, I don't know, some people call it like a dead cat bounce if, if a stock's in a downtrend but then has a day where it's up. Uh, you know, we, we talk about a lot. Nothing goes straight up. Nothing goes straight down. Well, some things go straight down. But <laughs> – yeah. For the most part, you'll have days like this, even in a downtrend. So I'm I'm sitting on the sideline on Snap right now. Well, I'm in the position, but I'm not going to sell it or add to it. But if we continue to get down to that $51 level, I'll consider adding some, just lowering my cost and, and hoping for that move up. Um, any Anything else setting up nicely for you right now, Tony? Well, what I did, um, I know Spencer asked right out of the gates about what I'm trading. KHC just triggered an entry for me today. Oh. I have PTSD from this one, but all right. Wait, what is KHC? Craft Hines. Yeah, Kraft this Hines. is one of uh, this is one of Warren Buffett's biggest holdings right now. Yes. Oh, is it? Fun fact. I was just watching a yeah. documentary by him the other day. Where did... he's a he's a pretty decent investor. So yeah, he's okay. <laughs> we can do we can do better, right, gang? Here Except we that whoever think... bought the Shibu. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, so what do you see in Kraft Hines here? So here's, let me go back to the daily. So going back to your question of what's my favorite pattern, inverted head and shoulders is what's here. And uh, let me get a little bit bigger picture here. It's a little easier to see longer term. Let me clean up some of this stuff. So the, the head and shoulders is obviously a topping reversal pattern. Inverted head and shoulders just flipped over. That's the beauty of patterns. Even though there's 30 or 35 inside my tool, realistically, when you learn one, you just flip it over and it's the same thing. So you learn about seven or eight patterns and how to trade them. And like I said, there's videos in there, but that'll go through and explain these exactly, you know, in detail. Uh, but basically we've got the left shoulder here. I don't know if I don't have any round drawing tools, but left shoulder and then the head and then the right shoulder. So we've got a bullish reversal. And then the neckline, which is that, that black line right there is the neckline. If it breaks above the neckline, then that's a bullet. That's confirmation that the bullish reversal has taken place. And as of right now, this thing is doing that. You can see, let me make a little longer time on this. So 
So based on that, and this is, and Spencer knows this, is, I'm very simple when it comes to trading. Setting up a trading plan mm -hmm. is the neckline is there, the little trend line. If it breaks above there, we turn bullish. I put a stop just below that level, a target up here at 39, which is the measured move, which this is the beauty of patterns. And this is one reason I love head and shoulders. And, and I deleted that to get it out of the way. But when you measure from the peak of the head to the neckline, that's what we expect the stock to move if it breaks the pattern. So the target based on that would be actually up close to here, about 39.50. But there's some old support resistance right back in here. So I put it, I put the target at 39.15, just shy of that. If it keeps going, then I'll let it run. I picked up a few, a few contracts. So if it, uh, if it gets there, I'll, I'll take out most of it and leave a little bit there just in case it keeps going. But that's essentially what we're looking for with this particular pattern, and it triggered the entry point. So now it's just a waiting game. Now we wait. To see how far now it goes. Wait. Now we wait. All right. There's a few stocks from the chat that people want your takes on. Okay. Can you look at Pinterest for Shimigami? Shimigami wants you to look at Pinterest. That was good old pins doing today. I know they had earnings, and uh, their earnings weren't actually that terrible. I don't quite know what the reaction has been uh, since they opened. But let's let's look at pins. What is it? P and T. Pinterest. P i n s. P i n s. That's right. Drawing a blank on it. Yeah, the earnings weren't know. bad. Low bar, but oh. All right. Yeah. So this is. Uh, I haven't seen it for a while. Well, looking at it there as a descending triangle. Another continuation pattern. So the trend that was in place, we look for it to break down, and obviously that didn't play out. So let me clean this up. Get rid of a. I'm just gonna get rid of a bunch of this junk. Where are they at intraday? Good question. Let's take a look. Right now we're at 46.17. Oh, it's up. Okay. Yeah, so obviously it came out with decent earnings. Blech. It's up five percent, but it, it opened down it opened basically at the low of the day. Uh it, it basically went down all morning in the pre-market session and then came back and you know, all that comes out to a five percent gain from the close based on the close. But yeah. So the first thing I always do is, as you can tell, I, I go back and look at the entire history of a stock and just look at the chart, see where the major points are. I'm not looking for every little blip. Basically, I'm taking this, you know, a, a 30,000 foot view, and then I'll just slowly bring it in to get a little tighter view. Um, so there's a major, the next major support level is 36. There's a little bit right in here, which obviously it bounced at just a little tiny bit right there. Not a whole lot of support there. So um, obviously it found it today. So then if it rallies back up, the next spot, the resistance level based on the old support is about 50. They probably just moved that right up to 50. Nice little round number. So, I mean, as far as patterns go, <clears throat> not much. Could It could not be, much. you know, compared to the same thing as uh, was Snapchat. But... Uh, uh... I, would, I would, I mean, personally, I wouldn't do anything with this right now. I'd okay. wait for it to see again. I I'm I've learned the hard way to be patient and wait for patterns to develop. So I don't I don't trade things on a whim or if I have I mean if you're a fundamentalist and you're looking at the fundamentals and you think it's worth this, that's a different story. But from a technical perspective and as far as my trading style goes, I'm not looking at getting in anything or pulling the trigger on anything until there's some kind of good pattern that's formed that shows me now's the time to get in. Well, let's do a few. Let's do a few more here from the chat. What about Vuzi? V U Z I. This is Vuzix. This is a 
uh, it's, it's like an AR play, right? AR VR play. I I I think they've been on the show before. Um, yeah, they have V-U-Z-I? Um, yeah, V-U-Z-I. V-U-Z-I. Oh, yep. V-U-Z-I. V-U-Z-I. Yeah, they we've had them on. They're they're an AR play, if memory serves. I have. I remember seeing these things. This thing pop up at some point. Yeah, you remember correct. Well, obviously, it likes ten bucks. And just drop some lines on here real quick and get a little idea of what we're looking at. Um, have they come out with earnings already? That's the eighth. That's on Monday. Uh, yes. It looks like either somebody knows something or somebody's excited about this thing for good earnings is what I'm guessing. Because that is a lot of volume and a lot of momentum. I typically, I don't trade anything before earnings. I mean, I won't buy anything before earnings. So this is one from a technical analysis standpoint. we got a nice little double bottom type of pattern. It's not beautiful, but, um, and it's obviously broken out above there. But anything above 1330, I'd be bullish on if it gets back above there. But then again, if earnings comes out and it's terrible, I mean, if you noticed Intel a couple of weeks ago, it ran a whole bunch right before earnings and then it got hammered 10 or 12% the next day yeah, after earnings yeah. came out. Remember that. So that's why I don't trade before earnings. All right. So, uh, okay. So you, you, you really are hands off because the earnings thing, but if let's just pretend if earnings was not, if, if earnings already happened or earnings is not for a month, right? What, what would you see in this chart otherwise? I would see definitely a, a, a bolt. I mean, a bolt to the upside, this double bottom type of pattern and a take off the volume, the momentum from there, I would expect it to continue to run. So again, if nor, if earnings wasn't coming out, I'd be looking at a bullish trade on this above that 1330 level, because you can see we've got some resistance here, little spots here where it's, it's hit. In fact, maybe even adjust that up a tiny bit, 1350. And it looks like based on what this thing's been doing over the last couple of weeks, these big moves, 1350 to 1570 could happen easily in a day. Uh, put another level up right about there, about 20. So this is one I'd, I'd probably do two parts. If I was going to trade this again, just ignoring earnings, I just put a stop slightly below this. And as you see me do this, Spencer, very, very simple. Uh, I just throw numbers in. There's where I'd put a stop just based on the chart. 1311. So if it goes, yeah, if it breaks above 1350 and I get bullish, if it breaks back below that level, I got to get out at some point. Sometimes it's just a, you just got to grab it. It's hard to say. That's one of the biggest questions I get from all my students is where do you put your stop? The only thing, the only question that goes off in my head is if I got long on this thing and it turns back over, at what point am I no longer confident in the bullish move? And you've got some intraday moves here. So I just go below some of the, the more recent uh, moves, intraday moves, because obviously you can get stopped out intraday and then it takes off and rallies. And that's always frustrating. It just messes with your mind. But uh, so I always put the stop in there first. And then, of course, come over to the calculator. And this is the, uh, that's one of the other things that's inside patterns and flashes, a little, little risk reward calculator. So 13.11, and we'll put a target in. I'm going to put it right there at, We'll just put it at 1550. And I just color code these things just so, because I do look at a lot of stuff. And uh, right, right. 
they usually have a lot of different plans because a lot of them will, you know, you'll come together with a plan, but then nothing ever triggers. Sure. I, sure I'd sure. say only yeah, about probably five to ten percent of what I actually set up and plan for a trade never even <laughs> triggers. Only five to ten percent actually does. Like KHC, this is a list of twenty six stocks that I filtered through the other day. About two hundred and fifty, knocked it down to thirty or forty, and narrowed it down to these twenty six. And then I've got only twelve that are actually um, that actually have plans on. So, holy well, cow, what did I do? It keeps your list. Uh, what do we just get filled on something? Was it Vuzi? Yeah, what we were just looking at VUZI. That's what I thought. Yeah, this is showing my age, huh? Getting old. So, was the 1371 was the entry point, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, this is just a simple trading plan. If you know, if we're looking at it from a pattern perspective, we got a little double bottom, built a nice little base, and that's where I, I don't get picky about names. I mean, you can call it a double bottom, triple bottom, whatever you want to call it. It built a nice little base here, about 10 bucks, and it launched. That's a good bullish sign. And then we've got this resistance there, about 1350. If it breaks above there, odds are it's going to go bullish. So uh, this is this is another one for you I got. Um, and I'm no patterns guy, really. But you know, if you pull up DD, if you can, DD, DD Global, ticker DIDI. I mean, this is this Oops. is head and shoulders all day. All day, yeah. all day. Very similar picture, except they already came out with earnings, and obviously that was good. What do you say? Inverted head and shoulders? Uh, on DD, DIDI? That's, that's oh, the not, idea. Yeah, they what were they looking they at it. What, what chart yeah, is that, that though? Because whatever company that is, <laughs> that's that's I was gonna say idea. that's a good eye, man. That was that was money. No, there that is... that that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. Definitely Wait, inverted. Chart? When you what said DD, I, I went DD. Like yeah, yeah, like, like like Dow Dupont. Yeah, yeah. No, no. DIDI DD Global. Yeah, that, that that that's confusing. And there's why I love that's why I love Head and Shoulders right there. I mean, even though it's earnings related, but still. Inverted head and shoulders. The measure move is 690. Where did it go to? Right there. But let's go look at Didi. Yes. DD Didi Global, the Uber of China. And that's what I mean when I said head and shoulders uh, for the last couple of weeks. Head and shoulders. What chart was I? I was on a daily. Yeah, the last couple of last month and a half or so was what I was seeing. But you're, you're the patterns guy, so you tell me. It, double bottom inverted head and shoulders is going to be similar. I mean, you have it's um, you could call it either one of them realistically. And again, that's where I don't get too hung up on names because they're both reversal patterns, and just about any way you slice it, they're going to end up pretty close to the same anyway. So I used to uh, I used to get caught up in all that, you know, the OCD stuff and being crazy, and it's like, nah, there's no need for that. Could also see it as an ascending triangle too. So again, doesn't doesn't really matter. So same thing here. We've got the, the resistance level here, which it actually broke out of that day right there. So we've got the midpoint, if you will, of a it's it's essentially a double bottom ascending triangle, inverted head and shoulders, whatever you want to call it. The midpoint there at about 17, it broke out of. And so far in the last week, week and a half, it's held that level. So this is one we can also do a measured move on. And I usually go inside a little more conservative here, but. So that's about what the. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on. Thank thank you, Patrick, in the chat. I'm I'm not sure what chart this is. DD Global is at $8 right now. Thank you for pointing that out. Is, I'm not sure. is it DIDI? 
D-I-D-I. I'm not sure what chart this is. Yeah. That is weird. Okay. Yeah, that that, that is weird. Because that because that ain't the DD that I'm seeing on mine. Thank you, Patrick. Well, where's I, the... I, 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 I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, that's what I'm looking at. Thank you. Oh, okay. you, you feel free. <laughs> I mean, but, but like I, I was, I was like, wait a minute, I could have sworn I, I'm, and I'm looking at the patterns. I'm not, I'm not looking at the axis, and and I'm just I swore I saw something different. There we go. That's what I was trying to point out from the right there. Okay. Okay, that's all the history there is. Then, that is yeah. interesting. Why is there? I don't know why. I mean, this is obviously a different service I use, but eleven four. Uh, tell me if it hasn't them, updated. Tell them, tell me to get to fix their data. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's up with that. That is That's super weird. weird. Usually these guys are those guys are super clean, but who knows? Okay, yeah. This is a very different chart now. Yeah. Okay. That's better. Thank you, Patrick Star. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Don't feel free to call. Feel free to call me out. Like I told you the other day, it's. <laughs> I was like I, I didn't think that was the chart that I was looking at, but whatever. Here yeah. We go. All right. Okay. Head and shoulders. Now you see what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's a little that's a little better. Uh, okay. The ascending triangle is not really; eh, it's still kind of there, but I guess that's more of just a flat bottom than anything. But yeah, I think I'm just going to put a straight horizontal line on here, right there, about eight fifty. Whoops, clicker going. And sometimes, you know, and that's one thing I've learned. I just, Wednesday night, we did one of my one-hour classes for my uh, subscribers, and they all, uh, what about this? What about that? And and I try not to force anything. And that's one thing is you can't force a pattern. It's like if any poker players in the room, you try to you try to force a bad hand, then you're probably going to get beat. Um, and trading's not much different. Finding finding patterns and trying to find something that may or may not be there. Um, and I see the... Uh, Either double bottom. I mean, it's an inverted head and shoulders. It's kind of a, it's just sitting there going sideways now, essentially. So this is where it gets tricky. It's like, what do you do with this thing? I I don't know. Because I don't see, I mean, it's dropping right now, obviously. Um, there's not, the next support level is down there about 730. So if it falls down to there and it starts to bounce, then I'd be possibly bullish. I'd look for a confirmation day or two. Unless if it broke above the 850, then I'd be bullish up to about up to the next resistance level there at 970. So, but as far as the really short term stuff, I don't see, I mean, there's not really any candlestick patterns that are any, you know, big clues. If it break, yeah, I mean, nothing really jumps off the screen. Let's put it that way. We'll do a couple more here. Anna Sko is asking about Macy's. We all know that ticker. M, we'll get that one right on the first try this time. And uh, let's see what Macy. I mean, besides the fact that it's going to Rip City, going to the moon, is there anything to say? I mean, if you if you go to the left far enough, you'll eventually find some relevant candles. I think. Um, yeah. But you got you got to go back a ways to find it. Well, now I'm really curious to see if it's just that one stock that's goofy on this, or if. Well, let's find out because Macy's is okay. Uh, Macy's is accurate. at thirty bucks right now. Yeah, so this one, this one is has got the correct day. I don't know why that other one was off, but that's weird. Is that that's not an all time high? But it wouldn't no, be a surprise. Not. The next the next level there is about thirty five. That's the next major point. If it gets there, 
I mean, as far as patterns go, <laughs> it's a cliff. It's climbing a cliff. I mean, there's not there's not really a pattern per se there, um, except unless you get into candlesticks and then you're talking about a tweezer top. Tweezer tops are reversal pattern, right? So you come up and have the shadows hit the exact same spot or very, very close. And candlesticks are great for a short term. And as you can see, I mean, it did it today. It came up and tapped that spot again and now it's sold off. So for an intraday trade, that pattern can come in handy. But right now, especially, and if this thing closes lower, we'd have a bearish engulfing pattern. So if this thing continues to drop and it closes below the, the close of yesterday, so what's that, about 3073? So if this closes below 3073, then we have a bearish engulfing pattern along with basically tweezer tops, which is a bearish reversal pattern. So it would it will probably pull back to about that next, that last resistance level. So that would be the target on a pullback from here, which would also be a potential bullish entry point if it holds that level. So if you like to trade short term, this could be a good trade where you, you're getting into it. This is something I'd look at possibly entering at the close of the day, if it's down here at 3060, 3050, somewhere in there, possibly picking up. They don't have earnings coming out. They already came out with earnings, right? No, they're coming up here. They're coming up in a couple of weeks. Okay. Oh, if we got a couple of weeks and you know, a one or two or three day trade or a week long trade is no big deal. But yeah, if this awesome. thing closes at 3060, 3050, somewhere in there, I'd be I'd be picking up some short term puts and looking for a drop to about 28 and a quarter, 29, somewhere in there. And then if it holds that level and starts to bounce from there, then I look at uh, possibly switching and going to the bullish side and, and taking advantage of this continued momentum, hopefully. So all right. Tony Benson, Patterns in the Flash, will join us uh, on Fridays at 1 o'clock to uh, do what he just did. Whoa. Do that's better. Do what we just did for the past few minutes. Tony, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks a lot. Have a great Thank weekend, you. sir. All right. All right. AB, our next guest. Well, look at this view. That was weird. Uh, our next guest uh, has two jobs, right? He's got a day job and he moonlights as a uh, NFT. What, 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 what is the term here? Like influencer not quite sure yeah developer developer creator creator content you know yeah we'll, we'll ask him what he likes to go by uh without further ado let's go ahead and get evan mendoza on there he is evan hey. welcome welcome to the benzinga live midday show how are you doing today i'm doing well how are you guys Good, good. So for those in our audience that may not be familiar with you, do you mind just introducing yourself? Kind of, as Spencer said, you got a day job, you've got a, a night gig, you know, what are you up to? Yeah, so my name is Evan Mendoza. I play baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals, um, and I'm a part-time NFT artist. Uh, I, I really enjoy the space. Um, always been a creative person, so I feel like this is a perfect fit for, you know, what I'm passionate about. So we'll get to the NFTs. We'll get to how you got into crypto and everything. But first and foremost, we Spencer and I are both baseball fans. I'm actually from St. Louis. Let's go. Huge Cardinals fan. So, awesome. uh, you Best know, fans glad in to baseball. get you. Yep. There yeah. you have it. Best fans yeah. in baseball. Um, <laughs> so what, what position do you play? Uh, this past year, I've played predominantly shortstop uh, at AAA. Uh, been kind of a, a super utility guy though i played two games in center and uh at least one game at all infield positions so um so you're coming about, you're coming for uh 
so you know sosa's role essentially i played with sosa in in 2018 he's a great guy he's he's very versatile as well um you never know next year could see me as that you know utility guy off the bench uh defensive replacement you never know kind of like what tommy edmund's doing right now yeah tommy's a great player i played with him and back in 2018 in double a as well and you know really really solid player tommy is Wait, I, I, before we get to the NFTs, just real quick. For those of you who don't know, minor league baseball is like one of the craziest things. Like, in the, you see some like really weird stuff in the minor league baseball. There's crazy promotions. What's like the fun, the most crazy thing that you've seen for your time in the minor? Because it, it's like there's no holds barred. Like anything goes, right? That's hard. Uh, I'd say we were in Little Rock, Arkansas, playing the Arkansas Travelers in Double A. I was I was on the Springfield Cardinals at the time, and there was a Rolex giveaway inside <laughs> the, the crazy part. The inside the infield dirt, it was uh, it was dug out before the game. Uh, the The Rolex box was put underneath the playing surface that we played on that night, and then after the game, I think the the fans in the game had to pay like maybe $20 for a plastic spoon. And they had to use that spoon to dig out the dirt and try finding the Rolex box. Whoever found it, um, you know, wins a Rolex. That's awesome. Yeah. So they destroy <laughs> the infield after the game. Yeah. That's great. That, that playing surface, I, I can, it's safe to say that that playing surface was not the best. So they, <laughs> the grounds crew probably was like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like as long as it makes money. That's a great question, Spencer. I, I yeah, love that. That is a good, I haven't gotten that one. That's a good one. So, okay, last last question before we get on to the NFTs and crypto. Uh, do you have any experience with the uh, Oliver Marmol, the new the new Cardinals manager? Yeah, he. Um, so we were a part of like an instructs like mini camp in the off season around this time, and there's probably only like five to ten of us that they kind of ship in the middle of the off season and just train with us um, to make sure that we're staying on our training regiment uh, as when you're a little bit of a younger age, uh, newly into the organization. And uh, there was this time where Ollie kind of just showed up in a t-shirt and shorts and some athletic shoes. I think he just got done a workout and we were doing some sprints and without warming up or anything, he just kind of jumps in and starts running sprints with us. This was back in like 2018, I think. Um, and I was like, who is this guy? Like, I, I obviously have never met the dude before. Um, I was new to the organization. So uh, I figured out, like, oh, he's he's going to be the bench coach this next year um, for the big league team. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and just some conversations that I've had after that, it was, it was really cool just to be able to see um, one of your coaches, like, take part of the activities that we do as well. Um, even though he was the bench coach at the time, like, he put in that effort. He understands. He also played as well. So, like, he understands how hard the game is. Um, I think it's a really important factor to, you know, keep in touch with the players is to be able to work out with them. There you go. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I was surprised at the end of the year when they, you know, very, very, parted yeah. ways with Schilt. But, hey, new new era coming in. Um, all right, Evan. So, take us through the timeline. Like, how did you initially first get interested um in crypto first i mean i imagine maybe you got it into crypto before nfts yeah. or maybe not so, so walk me through that process back in 2017 uh probably around october or november um before the big boom in uh in all of crypto mostly led by bitcoin um i, I got into bitcoin before it was probably like 12 or fifteen thousand dollars at the time 
and it skyrocketed, I think, close to like $18,000. And I thought, you know, this is this is pretty cool. It's like a stock. I didn't really know any uses of it or anything like that. Um, later into the off season, I think around like December or January, I kind of compiled an idea. And I think it's somewhat similar to yield farming. I really don't know. But I told myself I was going to buy uh, X amount of dollars in, in Bitcoin and spread it across 10 of the most popular altcoins at the time. Uh, being like Litecoin, um, Cardano, um, Ripple, being just a few of them. And I was like, okay, hopefully one of them takes off, of course. Um, and I, I went through that uh, process, kind of forgot about it, which was good. And then later, during quarantine of about last year, I just looked at my Binance account. The amount of money I, I lost, I was not happy with. And I was like, you know what, this is just too much to keep track of. I'm just going to pull out everything. And it, it seemed like at the second I pulled out of everything, everything started, you know, booming once again. That's um, how it goes, so isn't it? it? It's just how it is. Uh, it wasn't a huge chunk of change, but of course it would have been, you know, good to be part of some of these uh, smaller uh, cryptos. But the NFT space is something that I've been in uh, ever since January of this year. I saw a, uh, uh, a barstool post talking about NBA Top Shot, talking about uh, NFTs and how there's a huge amount of volume being traded at the time. Uh, so obviously, I was very curious and I was very open-minded to be able to, you know, do the research necessary to learn about this thing that no one knows what is going on. Um, fast forward to like February, March during spring training, uh, I started creating some artwork. I had a teammate, Matt Caesar, who's into one of one artwork on Super Rare. He won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs, and uh, you know he kind of took me under his wing and taught me a little bit about getting on Rarible, getting on. Uh, I finally got on Foundation and uh, started creating some one-on-one artwork uh, as almost like an escape to spring training. There's a lot of stresses as a younger player. Uh, you have to be on time. You don't want to step on anyone's shoes and stuff like that. So I kind of used that as a way of relaxing after my day was finished. And uh, finally sold some pieces. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, kind of concluded my one of ones uh, when the season started in uh, May uh, of this year. The last project I was kind of seeing on my timeline was uh, the Bored Apes. And I was like, oh, this kind of looks cool. But, you know, I'm just going to forget about it. Uh, focus on the season. And that's exactly what I did. I focused on the season until the last month of the season. That's when I started... Uh, I basically went on a date with a girl. She's currently my girlfriend. We started talking about digital art. We talked about cryptos on the first date. And I was like, that's that's a little strange. That's not normal uh, for a girl to know about these things. And uh, we, we talked about that. My initial idea was to uh, get her into the space. So I started reconnecting with some of the people that I made friends with back in uh, March and April and May. And... Uh, just started thinking about ideas, brainstorming ideas. Then I finally landed on uh, the Diamond Dogs and finally created a, a PFP collection two months later. Yeah, awesome. So I got the Diamond Dogs collection up on OpenSea right now. Um, so I, I'm just curious about the project in general. Like I see this one right here, this this gold guy seems to be yeah. like, um, from what I'm seeing, one of the more expensive ones. So is this, yeah. you know, are there rare ones? Are there common ones? How's the how's the marketplace been for the Diamond Dog so far? So far, so good. I, I, I think that gas recently has been a, a killer. But 
all all the artwork has been done by me. Um, I created the initial sketch of the Diamond Dogs about two months ago, and it's finally just like evolved. And I started understanding the process of indiv- individually uh, drawing out each trait, making them uh, having a transparent background. That way, it's they're stackable. Um, but I, I wanted to be able to bring some type of utility. Um, so like you can see the, the stadium background um, on that one dog in the, in the center of the screen right now, um, that stadium background is going to give you access to like a one-on-one stadium tour with myself before one of my games um, next season. Or, you know, if you're a holder of one of these, that's going to give you that access. I think that's what a lot of people are, you know, desiring. Uh, you see with uh, V friends, you know, it, there's a sense of access. Um, and I wanted to be able to portray that, you know, with my diamond dog. So to be able to meet me, to be able to, you know, talk about art, talk about baseball, get to know me a little bit more personally, I think that would be a great way. Um, also another trait that it brings some value is having that signature in the bottom, right? Like the one to the left of the stadium background, that's going to give you access to will call tickets. Um, so that's going to be able to give you, you know, uh, for it's from my end, it's supposed to be for friends and family, but you know, if you're part of the Diamond Dogs, that's going to give you access to be able to watch some baseball games. And I kind of consider you friends and family for, you know, investing in my beliefs and my vision. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So you get actual like real life uh, utility mm-hmm. out of some of these uh, NFTs. Yeah. So um, I, I got to ask. So obviously, you know, Diamond Dogs got to be your favorite NFT um, collection. Do you have other favorite collections? Yeah, I, I first uh, initially collected the Secret Society of Wales, and I got three of those in like the first four days of collecting. And I was like, oh, this is a this is a fun little addiction that I, I feel like I'm already starting to have. Um, I later got into the Rogue Society bots and uh, uh, the Crypto Dads. Uh, the Crypto Dads were probably are still my, my favorite. Uh, they're they're one of, uh, you know, those very supportive communities that stick strong and, uh, you know, just they, they are able to support one another and they have just great energy within their, their, uh, the, the cave, the, the discord. So, um, been able to meet a lot of people that, uh, like the vision for the diamond dogs through the crypto dads. And, you know, I really love the, uh, you know, positivity through this whole space. Do you think what's the correlation between, uh, your, performance on the field and the value of these nfts Uh, that's something that i completely have thought about before um and like i think right now the timing of uh releasing this um as a collector i i feel like they they should be able to understand if they understand sports and baseball um that climbing of the ladder uh getting to the big leagues and then being able to perform on the biggest stage and um i i think the the performance in real life the, the ability that we're going to be able to give back to the community, that's all going to be related to, you know, how well this performance of this project does. Um, I, if I, I've mentioned to some other people that really understand baseball, if I become, you know, an MVP, a gold glove, uh, someone that is, you know, very well known, a household name, I, I believe these diamond dogs are going to bring weight into that conversation as well and show like, a true transparent of who I am um, by being, being creative and not shying away from it. So, so I pull up this one, uh, the one with the stadium background, like you mentioned, 
Um, it, it's listed at, at 50 ETH, which is currently around, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I go on OpenSea, I can see that it was minted uh, from null address to Dusty Cactus. So does is this saying that this, is Dusty Cactus you? Is this who owns this NFT right now? No. So that's from a, uh, a minting website. I'm guessing that's what null address... I'm completely honest. I don't really understand EtherScan completely and like the whole event item activity. Um, but that was just uh, someone that understood the value of that individual um, diamond dog. Of course, it has the stadium. It has the signature in the bottom right. It's LSD breed, which the skin is LSD. It's got the gold jersey. So there's a lot of different rare traits um on this specific dog so whoever decided to list it that at 50 ETH, awesome by them i love that um the you know uh, understanding is uh you know the understanding of you know where this project could potentially go i love the the positivity from that individual uh would you ever consider we've seen this from other athletes would you ever consider taking a portion of your salary in crypto and bitcoin That'd be interesting. I think the the hardest part about that would be getting the league involved. Um, baseball seems to be a little bit of a, on the back burner to you know newer and innovative stuff like crypto. Yeah. Um, they they have been able to uh, um, invest in. Uh, uh, I guess they didn't necessarily do the investing, but like FTX sponsored and right. put the the logos on the umpire's chest. Um, and also candy was, uh, released a couple days before spring, uh, the world series saw some ads for that. So I was like, okay, baseball starting to pick it up, which is awesome. NBA obviously has top shot and everything, but I would love to be able to see baseball grow the game. Um, and I think that what I'm able to do with the diamond dogs integrate kind of the both, both communities that I'm a part of would be, uh, you know, a great accomplishment. Do you ever worry that like a, a coach or manager or someone's going to be like, Hey, Evan, like enough with this, this NFT stuff, get, get in the batting kit. You know, we need you more time yeah. on the field or, or do you, you know, do you feel I'm like not, you have a sufficient time for both? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I've definitely took the time to put myself out there and all, all for the right reasons. I, I also do TikTok and uh, being able to, you know, just showcase who I am as an individual, what my day, uh, daily life looks like, what I eat in a day, locker tours, stuff like that majority of my fans are, you know, kids that are aspiring to be a pro baseball player. Um, and I, I think uh, some people might read it the wrong way. And uh, you, you see with Juju, uh, he puts himself out there a lot. And people say like, oh, stop doing those dances. Like maybe you should start working. People are going to hate on that. But also the, the reasoning behind it, he's able to give access to people to his life. And I think that's really, really valuable. Um, of course, like, he's getting known like he's becoming a household name because of what he's doing on social media. Um, and he seems like a pretty cool guy, pretty chill guy, but there's always yes. going to be haters no matter what you do. Uh, if you give out a million dollars to a charity, someone's going to say, why not this other charity? There's, people are always going to have that kind of a sense of uh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that instead of this or 100%. that? It's just, it's just human nature. Yeah. Um, well, so Evan, we also have a, a, a show dedicated to NFTs called The Roadmap. Uh, you know, we'd love to get you back. Well, we'd love to get you on that show. Yeah, as those those well. guys, they actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, I yeah. don't. Oh, I just yeah. saw the, I was like, oh, Cardinals organization, <laughs> yeah. got to get him on the show, you yeah, know, because I'm go. a huge Cardinals fan. 
Yeah, um, but amazing. yeah, Evan, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get to see you in Jupiter this year for some spring training. Yeah, that's where I'm living right now. I'm over in West Palm, not too far away from Jupiter. So uh, yeah, I'll be over in uh, in Jupiter for spring training. Um, really looking forward to you know the next season. Obviously, the season just ended with the World Series concluding, but uh, already going to start itching to get back out there. Good luck, man. Good luck on the field. Good luck with the art, and uh, we will stay in touch. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, really, I, might, really I might need I might need to get one of those with a signature on it so I can get yeah, some will call free, tickets yeah, from Evan. From Evan at, that's in, the way to in, go. Yeah, that's Good the way man. to go. I think that that's going to be be able to bring some some cool utility in in the real world. So hope it continues to do well. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. All right, you guys, smash the like for Evan Mendoza, St. Louis Cardinals by day, NFT artist by night. We appreciate it. So have a good one. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Hey, that, what other show are you going to find? Like we talk about stocks when we go from stocks to whatever the hell the middle of the show was to charts. And then we go to uh, uh, NFTs and now we're going to go just do whatever we want. The next yeah, we, I mean, it all ties together. We talked about NFTs with our first guest. Yeah, uh, right. you know, John, we talked about NFTs with our last guest, Evan. Um, but y'all smash the like, leave us some comments, give us some feedback on the new sh- uh, show set up. Email us at shows at benzinga.com. That email will be on the screen. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out. If you're, if you're here from Evan for Diamond Dogs, let us know. Let us know in the chat, too. Yeah, and I, and I do want to plug it again because Aaron just said it, but uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, at, after this show, so not today because it's Friday, right? But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, after this show, we have the roadmap. It is our NFT show, an hour each uh, each of those days, and they're talking to the biggest names in the space. We also get Evan on, on the roadmap. I'm sure they would love to have him on. And those guys actually know what the hell they're talking about about NFTs and know way more than we do. So, um, but AB had the had the Cardinal connection, so 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 had to had to get him on the show. Um, okay, it's 149. We're, we're, we're let's just hang out for the next 10 minutes because we got Lunar Bus live in 10 minutes, so we'll, we'll just hang out until then. Uh, I'm gonna put the call out again as I did yesterday. Uh, we're, we sort of repurposed the show a little bit. We're taking ideas. Do you have any ideas for any cool segments we can do? Drop them in chat. We will uh strongly consider them. We have a list, a running list of all the cool things that people have suggested for us, including um, bull bear debates. Someone suggested we like Bob for apples and like there's like stocks on the tickers on the apples, whatever you pick up, you have to talk about that. Um, We had a great suggestion for a, that we create a community Robinhood account. And every day we, you know, we we fund it with whatever money. I don't know. We'll figure that part out later. We fund the account and make trades based on whatever the the community just decides here that, that that's an idea i think we might follow through on that um we had some ideas about darts an idea about uh there's a lot of ideas any more any more ideas or feedback let us know and uh, drop it in the chat and uh we will we may incorporate them into the show beautiful yeah i love it i'm sure we, we, we i know we have a very smart creative fan base out there so i'm sure you guys can crowdsource some good ideas um I'll, we'll throw that email back up on the screen for one second hey I, I forgot to mention this well i didn't forget but we were busy with uh i don't know evan or tony i forget i think it was tony did you see uh vrar we remember we had them on the show yeah glimpse yeah pull pull up that glimpse chart and i'll pull it up on the screen here um glimpse spiked very randomly while tony was on with us and it's I, 
trading off those highs. It is okay. Never mind then. Uh, BBBY also spiked in the last few minutes. Not sure what that was about. It's also off its highs, but just keeping an eye on what's moving up, what's moving down. Nothing too crazy in the past few minutes. Trying to look for any big, big movers. No. NVIDIA's had kind of a wild ride today. It was trading up about 4% earlier in the day, around uh, 5% at noon Eastern, um, and then gave up all those all those gains and actually went red for a little bit before coming back up. Um, so, you know, I love NVIDIA. Can't say how much, you know, I, I can't stop talking about how much I love it. But um, it's also just a good stock to, like, you know, if, if you're trading um, – you know, day trading, whatever it is, it, it's always moving. So any stock like that that is volatile, that has good movements uh, upward and downward, always good to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, yeah, that the thing is a beast. I don't know. There's nothing to say about it. Nothing to say about NVIDIA other than it's a beast. Another one, another one of my favorite stocks NMD. that I've talked about a lot on this show is doing pretty well the past week. Do you know what that is, Spencer? Talked about on this show. I'll give you another hint. I've get, I gave it as my favorite cannabis play. Oh, Scott SMG. Yep, Scott's Miracle Grow up more than ten percent over the last week. The the chart does. I mean, it, it got absolutely beaten down after a big double top that we saw back in April. Um, the stock went from all the way from about two hundred and fifty dollars all the way down to one forty two. Um, but now it looks like we've got some men- momentum coming back into it. So I'm adding to my Scott's position right now, Spencer. And I'm looking for this to get back up to our previous all-time highs of $250. Uh, and this one is is more of a long-term investment to me than a trade. I think you have both a value play and a growth play there. Um, the value play, obviously, the company has a well-established um, line of products that they sell all over, whether it's Home Depot, Lowe's, et cetera, they make money with that. And they also have this growth side of things with their cannabis brands. So I, I like Scott's right now. Uh, I'm keeping an eye. I, I mentioned this morning, I was watching all the reopening stocks and, and I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, right? Uh, like, cause they're all up in the pre-market. They're all, they're all going to open higher, but what's going to happen from there? Well, it turns out uh, they've all come off those highs, right? So the airlines, the cruise lines, open near the high of the day today and are all down from the open. Um, so I, I'm watching these and, and now I'm more curious, forget today. Now I'm more curious about like Monday or Tuesday, right? Cause now, now do we have a situation if you pull up the daily chart and, and, and you know, the airline stocks that we have this gap up now from today. Um, do we get a two day move on Monday? Right. You know, today being the, the first day of this move uh, Monday being, follow through over the weekend everyone sees oh all the airline stocks trade a higher on friday all the cruise line stocks trade a higher on friday um do we get follow through on monday um i i i suspect we we very well could of course i don't know but the 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 airline and the cruise lines have my interest right now just because of that yeah all the airlines have been performing really well today i mean we look at southwest chart up I mean, about six percent yeah they're up they're up from the close see this is the misleading thing you you see you know, you know, and I'll pull it up on my screen because I want to bring this point home because it, it is it is a little bit confusing. And I'm going to bring up my Benzinger. But I, OK, today's price action aside, we go back to, you know, if you go look at the daily chart on a few weeks, 
um you can see at least i'm looking at southwest right now you're looking at american okay. airlines right, they're, pre they're pretty similar um but from the stock's lows on wednesday uh last wednesday october 27th the stock is up more than 10 percent. so to me that's mm. just showing that we we have some momentum we do have an uptrend um being established i would i would watch these stocks next week to see if we we continue to see this or if they start trading lower i don't know i think well, that Southwest chart actually does look better than American. And here, I'll, I'll... I think if I had to buy one right now, I'd buy Southwest. I'm flying uh, Spirit and Delta this weekend. Oh God, good luck! Don't fly. Well, the, this good luck on the Spirit Delta. You should be. Thank fine. you. I, I honestly, I haven't looked for uh, for flights. You know, I had, had to do it for a few weeks. But if you've if you've had to look for flights in the past few weeks, when I looked a month ago. It was absolute madness sir, on 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 the uh, airline website. It was the prices were insane. Like I'm talking four or five times the normal rate from what I'm used to. Hence why I'm flying Spirit. I know, um, and, and that's the thing is everyone. I you know I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but everyone sees these things and they're like, oh my god, inflation this, inflation that. But there are other things that can cause upward price movements. Um, you know. For airlines, it could be increased demand and shortened supply. Yep. And, and same thing, uh, you know, across the board for, for products that are out there that have been hit by the supply chain crisis, there might be a smaller supply and the demand might be there, which can cause an increase in price. It's not always, oh, the, the money supply is bigger and, and it's inflation, this inflation, that. So that's one of those cases where I would say, uh, yeah, you're looking at, at plane tickets that, I mean, we've seen these headlines the past couple of months about how many flights have been canceled a lot. Um, a lot of flights. So that's going to say, oh, your your supply is down. So that makes sense why the supply that's out there has an increased price point. Um, so yeah, I just get frustrated when I see, you know, inflation, this inflation, that across the board, because there is inflation. Inflation is a real thing and we need to talk about it, but we need to talk about it in an intelligent manner and not just, uh, you know, attributed inflation to every price rise that we see across the board. Whenever I, you know, we we all get pissed off with the airlines, right? Every every time we all fly, we all get mad. But I always try to think back to that Louis C.K. bit where he he talks about, you know, you are fly at the end of the day. What are you doing? You're flying in a giant metal tube, thirty thousand feet in the air. Have some appreciation. Um, and I, I don't appreciate. I hate flying. <laughs> all right. I had uh when I was going to Orlando, Spencer, a, a month ago, I, I was flying, uh spirit or frontier one of the two on the way there i like frontier you do yeah all i right. like frontier all right oh wait what, what was was that the end of the story no i just it was it was a nightmare oh okay okay hey as a reminder today's show we have a sponsor everyone yeah can you believe it look at that we're, we're coming a long ways uh the ig4x trading summit Join them November 9th. The interactive virtual trading summit will feature industry experts teaching you all things Forex, learn your basic, uh, your, your, your Forex basics, the benefits of diversifying your portfolio via Forex and a contrarian approach. Also, how IG's own experts make their trades on the platform, special guests, including the VP of No Nonsense Forex and Brian Caprice. Register today for free or your free virtual event bag, I should say, filled with Forex courses and exclusive content and more. November 9th, 11 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in the chat. I'll put it in there again. It's in the description. It's on the screen. Look, there it is. IG.com 
slash us slash trading summit check it out beautiful all right spencer well with that well today this week it's a wrap and we've got mooner bust coming up next our man our resident crypto expert logan ross will be taking you through all the biggest news in crypto um so yeah smash that like button let's go get the likes up smash the like big interview coming up on mooner bust spencer let's get to it everyone have a great weekend i'll see you guys i forgot to close in an hour and a half but hit that like button mooner buzz live right did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10 percent or more result from a single news headline that's right news headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down these news catalysts create trading opportunities every day all you need is a little help to reach out and take them And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring. To make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.